Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. The DFS Studio is brought to you by DraftKings. Fantasy Footballers DFS and Betting Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Borgannoni and Matthew Betts. What it do, everyone? It's Friday, December 22nd, right before Christmas on the Fantasy Footballers DFS and Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Borgannoni, and I am joined, as always, by Matthew Little Mo with the Gimpy Leg Betts. <laughs> oh, what a movie, man. How many times have you watched it in the last uh, three weeks? Uh, two or a Home Alone 2 or one? Uh, both, I guess. <laughs> uh, I think we've been at like five or six times. <laughs> That's not enough. I watched, uh, I watched Home Alone 1 last week, Home Alone 2 uh, last night. So I am in the, the holiday spirit, the Christmas spirit, wrapping some gifts in my dad's slippers last night. I mean, we were ready, man. We're locked and loaded. And, you know, my girls are... Uh, they're about a year and a half, a little over. So last year, like it was their first Christmas, but like they didn't really know it was happening or participate, of course. So now we're like full on parent Christmas mode, which is fun for the first time for us. So we're in it, man. Are you, uh, are you ready for the holidays? Uh, I'm, I am in full mode. I've been, uh, enjoying Christmas movies with the kids. Uh, you've been smooching with everybody. Al, Leo, <laughs> little Mo with the gimpy leg, man. Well, this, that, 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 Truman brought that out the other day, that exact line, and it just floored what me. What a legend. I know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's good times. This weekend, I'm sorry. If, I, I apologize for football. I apologize for uh, what it's going to do this weekend to your family time, to Christmas Eve on Sunday, Christmas on Monday. I mean, it, like, I was trying to explain to my family. I said, like, like I'm so excited for Christmas. I'm very excited for Christmas evening because Ravens and 49ers is going to be a sweat for every single person. Like that matchup is going to decide so many different things. So I, yeah, I have Christian McCaffrey in my main league that I'm in the semifinals and I am sweating, man. I'm just going to be so nervous because I know here's the worst part. Let's say I'm getting killed. I know that I still have a chance because I have Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. You can get 40 any, any week it's possible. Um, Yeah. What a, what a you know cap to not just the week in general with like football and you know Christmas and everything, but like that is the matchup, man. Two uh, favorites for MVP, uh, Lamar and Brock Purdy, of course, facing off. Uh, fun matchup, man. I- I'm really excited about that one. And we got a nice little three game slate on Christmas Day. I mean, sadly, we're not putting out content for it because you know we like our families a little bit. 
But um, I'll probably try to play a lineup or two and, you know, be stressed around my family, which is what the holidays are all about, of course. So it's going to be a fun weekend, man. Lots of football, lots of family, good food. So I'm excited. Yeah, it should be good. I do want to start us off before we get into our cash picks, the games we want to stack. We're going to prop it like it's hot that we have an announcement. And it it's uh, not breaking news. Yeah, it is breaking news. It's not something that Bets and I get to share a lot, but um, we have been nominated. This podcast, this very podcast that you were listening to at the end of December, is being nominated for the best fantasy and sports betting podcast. So we got nominated, um, and DFS and betting podcast. You know, we've been around for a while. We rebranded to make sure that we include betting in what we talk about and we've been nominated. So if you want to go to footclanvote.com, let me make sure I say that footclanvote.com. You can actually get in there. We're actually doing a giveaway right now. If you want to get a few things, we're giving a Travis ETN signed Jersey on the main show too. So, um, and I just give you a little selfish plea, this little podcast that bets and I just decided we would just keep chugging on uh, ourselves has never won an award before. And if you would like to be a part of that group that says, hey, I made this podcast what it is, uh, you know, maybe Chili's will notice. That would be the dream. Uh, it would be the recognition. And going to Chili's together to celebrate, which I still owe you, by the way, for our little uh, our little wager earlier this year. But yeah, man, very cool uh, to be nominated for that. Like you said, it's our first time that we have been. So thank you to the Foot Clan. Thank you for all of you uh, listening. Obviously, this wouldn't exist without you guys. So we appreciate it. And uh, yeah, if you have a couple minutes to do that for us, we would love you forever. And um, this other show, you know, that you might have heard of, it's called The Finney's Footballers, some random guys named Andy, Mike, and Jason. Apparently, they're up for an award this year, uh, which is also their first time. So it's good to see them actually get recognized for once in, in you know, their life. Yeah, they've just uh, never really won an award before. So we're really hoping that they do. Uh, and it would be awesome, though. I mean, I want them to win. Don't get me wrong. I want them to win. But it would feel even better if we won the award and they didn't and we could just hold it over them. <laughs> So, so are you gonna are you gonna log in, you know, make like twenty different emails and vote for us and not them and see if we can get the W. I have a feeling knowing the Foot Clan that they don't really need our help. Like the like the Foot Clan can kick some butt. But we actually kind of do need people's help uh for ours. So footclanvote.com, it goes all the way through January, which is about a month's worth of voting. And so we'll mention it now. And then we'll mention it again. And when we mention it again in the new year, let's give away some prizes to people that actually vote and tell other people to vote. Okay. Perfect. So like, yeah. And this, this weekend's the perfect time to let other people know to vote. I mean, you're sitting at the Christmas table, mm-hmm. family you haven't seen in a while, a little awkward pause. You're like, oh, I actually, I found this podcast this year. I love it. You know, you tell them what it is. They're actually up for an award and you start talking about it and everyone's voting and it's just the best. So yeah, man, hopefully, uh, hopefully that goes well. <laughs> yeah. Double brownie points. If you not only vote for us, you tag us online while you're doing it at Chili's. If you do all of those at the same time, I'll give you some swag. That, I mean, that's worth probably a hat and a t-shirt, in my opinion. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll make sure that it happens. But footclanvote.com, if you want to be a part of that, dfspass.com. We've got some good playoff content. Bets and I have been talking through that we're about to roll out. So that should be good. Let's move into our cash picks. Straight cash, homie. Um, I was thinking about Randy Moss for this drop because I showed my boys the top touchdown celebrations of all time. Uh, in the NFL, it was just like a YouTube video. And so they got to see Randy Moss, you know, doing the fake moon where he's mooning everybody. They liked that one. They really liked when 
Antonio Brown, I think he took a punt all the way back, and then he just full on like jumps from like in the end zone and tries to straddle the the um field goal post. They just they, I remember that. They died. They were just like, that is the funniest thing ever. And maybe because they thought that he just got racked. Uh and Yeah. And that so, was probably before celebrating was allowed, right? So like you were getting you were getting flagged for that one. Yeah. No, so they, they really liked it. He wanted to see more gritty touchdowns though. He was like, I need more mm. gritty in my life. Uh, hey, I think we'll see it from Justin Jefferson this weekend. I hope we see some gritty because I'm I, I love Jefferson. We might be talking about him a little bit later on this very episode. Hey now. So our cash picks, we will give them to you. Uh this is coming out on Friday. Once again, want to recommend our best plays article gives you a format that you can see, okay, these are the best players I can't fit everybody in. Like, obviously, you can't get Tyreek and Justin Jefferson and Mon Raw all in the same lineup. Somebody out there will probably try to do it. But if you do, uh, make sure you compare your projections, see where, you know, things are good. Where We recommend in the DFS pass, but at quarterback, Justin Fields seems like our favorite. We talked about it on Tuesday, and I feel like I haven't budged since then. Yeah, same. I mean, the matchup with Arizona, obviously, is awesome. Uh, they're 31st in EPA per pass attempt, 26th in schedule adjusted points to the quarterback. And you highlighted this on the Tuesday show. They're dead last in the rate of a, pen, a pass attempts that go for a first down or a touchdown. And the thing that I like most about this, if we just put our hand in the dirt for a minute here, Kyle, is you know Justin Fields really has struggled when he's been under pressure. That's kind of been his bugaboo in the NFL. Well, the Cardinals are dead last in pressure rate and dead last in quarterback hits. So in theory, this is a very clean spot for Justin Fields from a clean pocket this year. He is averaging eight yards per attempt compared to 4.8 when under pressure. So his splits are drastic. So clean pocket, the ability to run, the matchup, it's all there. And as you highlighted on Tuesday, when we kind of talked about the Vegas totals, team totals, the market is on Chicago this week, relatively uh, speaking. You know, their team implied total is right up there with Dallas, the Lions. It's right there. So to me, Justin Fields is an awesome play this week. I think there's uh, viable plays that are cheaper in the 5K range that you can consider. But to me, even when you adjust for price, Justin Fields is the best play on the slate. Yeah, when you look at the quarterback, I'm in my app right now, which imagine not being in the DK app. Couldn't be me. It's Dak, it's Tua, and then it's Fields, and then Stroud we don't think is going to play. It's like there's not a ton of good plays. We highlighted earlier in the week. It's just it's a different kind of slate. You can drop all the way down. Nick Mullins at 5.3 is interesting to me because of his aggressiveness, like his yards per attempt, the way that he was throwing, I get that there was interceptions this past week, but Nick Mullins, I'm kind of interested in. I'm going to play around with the numbers, but more than I thought, Flacco, I think a lot of people are going to want to go Flacco at 5.5. I personally can't. He offers nothing on the ground. And the past attempts we've seen have been in games that have kind of been up. It's hard for me to see the Texans game being a back and forth affair if it's Case Keenum. So I do have some worries there that they're just not going to need 45 pass attempts again. Um, so, yeah, are you playing around with any of the 5K guys? Um, I've started to build a little bit, and I just like the teams that have fields better. Now, I will say I think Mullins is pretty interesting if you did want to go down there, whether it's cash or tournaments, because when you consider the fact that he is only 5,300 on this slate, um, you know, that's the quarterback 13. And remember, this is a nine-game slate, so you can only pick uh, between 18 quarterbacks to play on this slate at all. So he's kind of priced in the bottom half, but that game environment is probably one of, if not the best on the slate. It's in a dome uh, taking on a Lions team that has been awesome against the run. You can throw on the Lions. He gets Justin Jefferson, another week removed from the hamstring, another week removed from the chest injury. 
TJ Hawkinson is there, obviously. Ty Chandler out of the backfield, I think, is a plus for him when you consider the explosiveness that he can provide as a pass catcher, relatively speaking to Alexander Madison. So it's all there uh, for me for Nick Mullins when you consider the price. It's just, again, a kind of a conversation of just is the ceiling for a 25-point performance there for Nick Mullins? Probably not. I mean, maybe, but probably not. And could Justin Fields come out and, and smash for 30 in this matchup? I think that's possible. So if we're talking about a floor com- uh, ceiling combo for these quarterbacks, even when you adjust for price, I think Fields kind of knocks it out of the park. Yeah, and we'll preview that game, Chicago, Arizona. We'll also preview Minnesota, Detroit. So we'll talk about them from a tournament perspective. I agree with you about Fields on FanDuel. He's my top quarterback at 8.3. And let's move to running back. I I don't like running back this week. And I don't like it because I can't play CMC. So I don't really have the same confidence that I've had before. And then I hate paying the price for Rashad White. He's going to be in my cash game pool. But when I stare at my my roster, I'm like 7,600. On, like on FanDuel, it, it's okay. But it, it, it I just started playing around with roster construction. I'm like 7,700 there. Like Ty Chandler is the best value I think that we have. Tykevious Chandler, that is, at 5,600. I think that he's makes sense. It's going to show up as a, the Lions are the worst defense to play against, like red one in your app. And I just don't really care. His opportunities, 81% of the snaps were great. So Ty Chandler is kind of one of my favorite building blocks for cash this week. Yeah, I'm with you. Like you said, the matchup is not great. Um, Detroit has been very good, especially recently, against the run. They are fourth in EPA per rush attempt, sixth in success rate allowed since week 10. But running backs in the 5K range that are going to touch the ball 18 plus times with a possibility to get 25 touches... Without Alexander Madison, he's not practicing yet this week. We'll see on Friday, today when this comes out, whether he's out there. But even if he is, like high ankle sprain, he's not going to be lim- uh, not going to be himself. He'll be limited. So if Alexander Madison is out, Ty Chandler is in my cash lineup. Um, we know matchups matter, but they can be overrated. And for running back to touch the ball 20 times in cash games is what we're looking for. And again, context is important, right? We don't have a huge player pool to pick from this week. It's only a nine-game slate. And when you adjust for that salary, I want to play Justin Jefferson. I want to spend up at tight end probably this week. So to do that, you're going to have to drop down. I think Tyler Chandler makes a ton of sense. I do want to do a, a, a thought exercise about Bijan because I think a lot of people will move on. He's 7,100 on FanDuel, 6,300 on DraftKings. Falcons are at home. It's basically a pick at this point. And the Colts have been a defense that you want to run against. I mean, it's... On FanDuel, I'll just say this. He's our top points per dollar play for running back. And Atlanta at home is averaging a ton more plays. Colts, 127 yards per game allowed on the ground. Everything says that you should play this player, except for the emotional part that says, I never want to play a Falcon ever again. So he's in my pool, but I understand if you just like, I'm done with this. Yeah, I mean... It's kind of the conversation every week, right? It's like, we know what should happen. Will it happen is the question with Arthur. And that's the risk that you play when you play Bijan. But he has 6,300 on DraftKings. And what is his price on FanDuel again? 7,100? 7,100. I mean, relatively speaking on FanDuel, that's pretty cheap for a guy like Bijan. So, and and look, man, and this is this takes some potential wish, wish casting, so to speak. But the last time Arthur Smith was on the hot seat, and publicly questioned so many times about his player usage, he came out and gave Bijan 20 plus touches. So I 
think that's what he's going to do, but we should not be surprised if it doesn't happen. So there is risk, but the matchup is awesome. Uh, Indy is 30th in schedule adjusted points to running backs since week 10 over the last six weeks. So the matchup is there. Obviously, he's talented. It's in a dome. Indy games tend to have a lot of play volume. Like it kind of makes sense to me. So I I get it in Bijan, you know, with the play. He's in my player pool. I'm not sure if I'll click the button yet. Uh, ask me on Sunday. <laughs> I I just, I'm way too emotionally invested in the team and everything else. So I think I might just remove myself and just get out of here and not, not want to have to think about it. Uh, you want to enjoy your Christmas? I do. I really do. I just yeah, don't, I don't want to, I don't even want to care. Is that okay? <laughs> That's fine. Uh, let's talk about Chuba Hubbard because I did not think that that would be a sentence we'd cared all about this year. His usage is awesome. His opportunities the last three weeks, 25, 25, 24, 96 plus yards from scrimmage in each of those games. If you knew you were getting that type of volume on DraftKings, like there's no way you'd have to pay 5,700. It'd be like 7,000, 7,500. And he's at home against a Packers team that you can run against. They're 26 in scheduled adjusted fantasy points allowed over the last six weeks. I I think he just makes a ton of sense. I just, every time I've ever played a Panther in cash, if it's Mingo, I just hate myself. So uh, it's another one of those things. It's emotionally really tough to go in on a Panther since they're the worst team in the league. But it's, I mean, it's only a five-point spread. I, I get using him in cash. Yeah, I think he makes sense if you want to build out with, like if you wanted to just do a two running back build this week and play Chuba and Ty Chandler and spend up a wide receiver, I think that's viable. Um, Yeah, man, it, it doesn't feel great. I mean, that game environment looks like it will be kind of gross. Both teams play pretty slow. Uh, The Panthers invite you to run the ball. The Packers invite you to run the ball. So like there shouldn't be a ton of pass attempts here, but he's completely iced Miles Sanders and this is his his backfield. So at that price, it makes sense to me. Um. We'll see what his roster percentage comes in. He'd be an interesting fade in tournaments, in my opinion. But for cash games, we talk about you know projection for volume at a certain price tag, and he fits that this week. So I'm kind of into to Chuba Hubbard. All right, one more name on throughout there is Jonathan Taylor. Do we have an update on his status? And if he was active, 7,200 on DraftKings on the road against the Falcons, um, he's 9,000 on Fanduel. So that is a premium to pay. Zach Moss isn't practicing. So any update on JTT? Yeah, I think he is going to play. He was practicing in full uh, earlier this week. There was a report coming out saying that they wanted to basically put him through a full speed practice. I don't know what that means. I don't think teams practice in full speed, (laughs) especially in week 16 anymore. They're trying to get through the year. But if there is no Zach Moss, I mean, Jonathan Taylor should be in line for a huge workload. So relatively speaking, I think he is very interesting on this slate. I think he'd be a pretty comparable play to Rashad White, who's just $200 more on DraftKings. So those guys, to me, are kind of a coin flip. I like them both, and I think they should both be in your player pool. But if Zach Moss is indeed rolled out, um, I mean, he should touch the ball 18-plus times. And obviously, we know what Jonathan Taylor can do. So he makes a ton of sense. Yeah, and those are kind of the high-floor plays that we're going to talk about running backs. I love some of the leverage points that you can get at running back this week. We'll talk about those a little bit later. At wide receiver... We both have Justin Jefferson, who, when you just look at his price on DraftKings, 8100 that is so cheap from based on what we've played in the past. Uh, last year, it was just like, whatever the price is, you just pay it. It doesn't matter. It's kind of like what you did with Cooper Cup two years ago. So at 8100 at home against the Lions, a team that he's destroyed in the past, like 
he might be my favorite wide receiver. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up about the price because it does kind of feel a little uneasy when you're like, you know, I can see the downside for Nick Mullins. You know, it's not Kirk Cousins. But like you said, we were jamming him in our cash lineups at 9K. So you could argue the price is factoring in some quarterback play concerns already. So I'm in. Uh, Justin Jefferson looks awesome. We already talked about it. With the game environment, you have to throw against Detroit. They're great against the run. Makes a ton of sense to me. I'm sure we'll get questions about it in Discord. Are you comfortable playing Ty Chandler and Justin Jefferson together? Yes, I'm totally fine with it. You saw last, like last week, Addison got the touchdowns. Overall, Addison has not been the player that you know, has been dependable. He just had a couple of long ones. And then, you know, that, that other touchdown was super fortunate, made a great play on it. But I think Jefferson's the much more dependable one. It's about workload. It's about salary. And so when you and I project, you know, eight plus targets for Justin Jefferson and 20 opportunities for Ty Chandler, they're going to come out great at the price points. And then you look at the matchup in a dome. So I, I'm totally fine playing two Vikings in cash. And it's it's not that expensive, right? 50, uh, 57, 5,600, 8,100 is totally fine. My question is, do you like Justin Jefferson more than Amon Ra, who's, what, only $100 more? Yeah, I think they're pretty close to me. I lean Justin Jefferson just because, you know, the matchup for Detroit, when you look at what they're going to want to do, they've actually preferred to run the ball way more than I than I realized because when you look at Amon Ra's game logs like they're they're great but they do lean on Gibbs and Montgomery quite a bit so I think when you're thinking about just how the game's going to play out uh Detroit is favored here so is there a possibility that we see the Jared Goff attempts come down a little bit that's in the range of outcomes but even with uh Nick Mullins and Josh Dobbs and whoever else has been under center for the Vikings they've still been top 10 neutral pass rate so Kevin O'Connell is going to throw the ball no matter what and so I think when you factor in that you do save a hundred bucks and you get the, you know, just ability to rack up 10, 11, 12 targets. Uh, for me, it's Justin Jefferson, even though I love Amon Ra in this spot. And we're going to talk about him in that game preview. DJ Moore. I think you can stack him with fields and cash. He's still too cheap at 6.9 at home against the Cardinals. It's just a great price point still for a player that we've seen blow up with Justin Fields in those healthy games. So he's fine. And then the Jaguars wide receivers, if Zay Jones misses, they're interesting. If Trevor Lawrence misses, then I have a tough time paying up for Calvin Ridley. Um, I think some people are going to ask, why are you guys talking about Calvin Ridley in cash? Because he's been so bad. It's a price thing. 6.3 for his target share is awesome. Um, on FanDuel at 6.8, it's it's like, if I knew Trevor Lawrence was in, he'd be a near lock for me for that amount of volume against a Bucks team that's given it up through the air, third highest yards per attempt. But uh, Parker Washington is the cheap play if you want to go there at 3.8. And if you're like, hey, I need a punt this week. It's the Jaguars. I'm not really counting on it. I think Parker Washington is the play at 3.8. Yeah, and I do think Trevor Lawrence is going to miss, which is kind of unfortunate because we need him for this game environment to pop off, I think. And obviously, you'd feel way better about Washington, Evan Ingram, Calvin Ridley, whoever else you play in in DFS this week if it was him and not CJ Beathard. But he did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. And I was trying to pull up the line. Yeah, it was about an hour ago. A pick It is now minus two in favor of Tampa Bay. So the line is moving as if Trevor Lawrence is not going to play. So I think we should factor that in. Um, I always get more worried playing a mid to upper range price guy with quarterback concerns than I do with like a pump play. It's like, man, if, if Parker Same. Washington gives you eight points, six points, like, and the rest of your lineup smashes, 
who cares, right? So like to me, I'd rather play Parker Washington, just save the money, I think. Um, but man, the punt plays this week, there's no one that I'm like ready to, to jam in my lineup personally. So I think Parker Washington's the best, but there's not any great ones. Yeah, I, I mean, we used to be able to play a Jaden Reed's um, Elijah Moore is still on the board, but once again, like look back at Elijah Moore games. They've never been something you really like. Uh, Mari Cooper's too expensive. Uh, Jonathan Mingo will stare you right in the face every single time and you'll go, all right, he's cheap. I could play him. If you've ever played Jonathan Mingo, it's just not, it just doesn't look good. Um, I mean, I'm looking at my charts right now. My beautiful, beautiful charts. Where the I, model. It's, I mean, I just named them. Elijah Moore, Mingo, and that's it. So I, I punting is tough this week. I think you can I'll throw punt. Out one. Okay, I got another one. Um, we're gonna wait to see today what Jaden Reed does in practice. If Jaden Reed and Christian Watson are out, I think you can play Dontavian Wicks I'm in cash. Yeah, I mean he's a little more expensive. He's forty three hundred. I think the pass temps are gonna be kind of low for Love. But if you have no Watson, you have no. Jaden Reed, the ball's got to go somewhere, of course. And Octavian Wicks quietly has been pretty good with his efficiency. 2.00 yards per out run as a rookie. That's a great number for any player, let alone a rookie wide receiver. So Octavian Wicks, for me, if he is kind of the the only guy to, to catch passes from Jordan Love, he would be in your player pool. Yeah, and let's throw out DeAndre Hopkins on both sides. I think you can play him. Do you feel different if it's Tannehill and Levis misses? I do think Levis misses, and I think it will be Tannehill. I think it's a pretty lateral move at this point in Tannehill's career, and it's not like Will Levis was lighting the world on fire anyway, so I don't think it really matters. Uh, Marv highlighted him in his expected fantasy points model this week as like the dude popping you know, in the, in the actual model, Kyle, not just the spreadsheet, but popping in his actual model as like the most underperforming wide receiver over the last few weeks, so Good matchup against Seattle. I think DeAndre Hopkins makes sense as a, a you know a mid tier option. Tight ends this week. We we were talking in Discord. I saw some conversation. I thought it was really really sharp stuff. Where we just have to look at these guys' wide receivers when we're paying for Trey McBride, paying for Evan Ingram, David Njoku. It's like you're paying for a wide receiver that's seeing the type of target share they're seeing. I mean, Evan Ingram at five point four. He's six point three on Fanduel. He was my cover boy on the FanDuel Cash article, by the way, which is not something I'd ever think. What if I told you he's on pace for 106 receptions this year, Betts? That's pretty good. Oh, he's, yeah, he's just, catching a ton, man. That's tie, That would be tied for the fourth most all-time for tight ends. Like, he's just been consistent. So you get a floor. Um, obviously, you want Lawrence to play. Trey McBride is the poster boy of this podcast. If you haven't heard us talk about Trey McBride, it's okay. You can turn off the podcast move on. He's great. He's a wide receiver. He's awesome. I'll talk about Cole Komet later. I love him as a stacking option in tournaments. And then David Njoku, you can play. But any any punt guys you like? Man, I don't like any of the punt guys. And, you know, just let's just remember a time known as 2018, 2019, 2020. The good old days, as they say. When you could pay 2600 for a tight end who would see at least four targets. DraftKings, cut us a break, man. It's the holidays. Everyone's just trying to get by. And here we are paying 5700 for a tight end in cash. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I guess Chig is the quote-unquote best if you want to go there. He's 3,100. Um, Seattle has allowed the 12th most catches to tight ends this year. So, on paper, it's an okay spot. And, you know, I wrote about this in my cash article. It was like, well, you know, Chig does have at least 36 yards in uh, five straight games. So if you want, if you want three for 35 or, you know, four for 40, 
Chig is your dude, but um, you know, I'm not playing Hopkins and uh, Chig together. So I prefer to spend up at tight end this week. Uh, what a time to be alive. Dude, Chig has always been my dude. You know that. And he's popping in the in the model. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, the model that's called hasn't scored a touchdown yet this year. Oh, so he's due. Yeah, so he's totally due. Um, uh, can I throw out another name just for fun? Sure. Kate, uh, Kate Otten. <laughs> you couldn't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> I just love Kate Otten so much. So dude, he, steady. if there's one thing you can count on every week, it is a 95% route share from Kate Otten. That man is the most fit tight end in the NFL. He is running around out there. Will he catch two or three, three balls? Maybe. Will he air ball? Also, maybe. <laughs> That's where we're at with Kate Otten. It was so fitting that he beat the Falcons a couple weeks ago. I was like so proud of him. And then also like kind of sad at the same time. But um, those are those are the dudes. At defense, if Trevor Lawrence is out, I think the Bucks are the play at home against C.J. Beathard, 2.6. They're a great tag. The Bears at home, 2.8. The Jets, 3.1. That's kind of the range, you know, if you want to move up and down based on uh, what you need for salary. And then on FanDuel, I want to mention the Seahawks at 3.5. If it's Ryan Tannehill, if it's Levis, I don't really care. I think that's a great tag to punt. And then the Commanders against Trevor Simeon, whatever else the Jets want to do this year, uh, is also a great tag at 3.8. Any uh, defense thoughts? No, I think you hit on it. Those are all really good options. Uh, I value them, I think, relatively when you adjust for cost, pretty similarly. So uh, again, kind of let that be your last piece in. And whatever you have left salary-wise, go ahead and make your play. But yeah, man, the Jets, the Bears... Uh, the Bucks all viable this week. There's actually a lot of good plays at defense, so don't stress about it. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To get you ready for Christmas, Christmas season, Bets and I are going to preview three games and talk about how you could stack them up. Stack attack. First game is a 50-point total game, which means run. Run as far as you can away. This game sucks. Football sucks. Run away. This game's the worst. Hammer the under. (laughs) I mean... It's expensive, so let's talk about it. Dallas at Miami. The over-under is at 50. Miami's a one-and-a-half-point home favorite. These teams we've talked about the entire year, right? Dallas was on a heater until they ran into Buffalo, and then they just fell flat last week. It was really, really, really bad. Miami, you get the big plays, right? Second-highest explosive play rate. They play a lot slower than you think, but when you work through the pace of play metrics for the Dolphins, they play slow, because often they have these big plays and just end a drive. Like there's a thing out on social media last couple of days of Mike Vidano saying like, let's just make this a one play drive. And they did. So you can kind of throw out they're too slow. These are the two teams. And this is the pace up spot in my game pace score this week. It was a four and a half out of five. There's a lot to like here. So where do you want to start? Yeah, let's start on the Miami side. Or Actually, before we get into that, let's just talk about the overarching issue with the game. 
Um, pricing is so tough, man. I mean, you look at both quarterbacks. This is the quarterback one and the quarterback two on DraftKings in pricing. Both wide receivers, Tyree Kill and CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver one, wide receiver two in pricing. So if you want to play one of those stacks, they have to just go bonkers. And so that's my concern with this game as far as playing the quarterbacks. And I never want to say that I'm not going to play a two stack or I'm not going to play a Dak stack, but just be co- you know cost sensitive. And that's what we talked about with the Dallas and Buffalo game last week is, yeah, this looks great, but you know what these guys have to do compared to a Nick Mullins stack is relatively speaking when you adjust for the salary is massive. So I'm a little lower on stacking up this game in full, but I love the idea of picking pieces from the game to go to. I know you're kind of wanting to highlight the running game from, uh, or at least the running backs from Miami. So let's start there. What are your thoughts on Mostert and Achan? Yeah, I mean, you can't really say much negative about Mostert. He's leading the league in touchdowns. I think Achan is my favorite piece. I almost made him a slate breaker, which means if he goes off, I get credit. So almost slate breaker of the week uh, for me. It's just an issue of scheme. We talked about last week with Dallas. They run a lot of man coverage. Football guy take here. But when you run man coverage, the problem is you have to gamble a ton. And you've seen that with Deron Bland this year. You get a lot of interceptions, pick sixes. Those are really nice. The other problem is you leave yourself open to pass-catching running backs out of the backfield who just need to break one tackle. And Devon A. Chain is the most elusive running back in the NFL in almost every single metric. So... He's been utilized as a pass catcher. He's being targeted on 22% of his routes, which we we throw out targets per outrun numbers all the time. 22% for a running back is awesome. That's Christian McCaffrey levels. So Achan, I think, is priced much lower on FanDuel. I, I love the difference in price, 8,800 to 7,500. Nobody's playing these guys in cash. And so I think you get a lot of leverage on the field because I think the way the field's going to play this game is they're going to ignore the running backs and then play, you know, CD and Tyreek and kind of focus in that direction. So I really like the Miami running game. I think it's a, a core piece to this game. And I think you can stack up that way. If you if you think Tyreek is way too expensive, and he is expensive, then you'd say, I want to Dak double stack with Turd Ferguson and bring it back with Achan, which is a really fun sentence to say. A Dak double stack with Turd Ferguson, bring it back with the Achan. And when you play him and you're at you know your Christmas Eve celebration yes. with your family, hey grandma, we need Turd Ferguson to catch a touchdown here. <laughs> it's the best part of playing He's him. He's a great price, by the way. He is. And we were both on him last week. He kind of flopped. The entire offense flopped. But um, I'm with you with the running backs. You can run on the Cowboys. They are, since week 10, 29th in success rate allowed defensively. And, you know, again, football guy take, but like if you think about the offensive line injury issues for the Dolphins. And one of the best pass rushers in the NFL from Dallas, the best way to mitigate that is to run the football. And so I do kind of like the running backs here just for that reason. And, you know, Mike McDaniel might just look at last week and say, hey, look what James Cook just did to this defense. Can we use H and Mostert in a very similar way? And I think they can. So I like that part of it. I will probably play at least one Tyreek lineup and just be contrarian and spend up on him and hope, you know, not that he's healthy, but also chasing that that record. So to me, I'm off Waddle this week as long as Tyreek is in. Not super into the two of stacks. So for me, it's kind of a one-off play of one of the Dolphins guys. And then um, I, I like the, the Turd Ferguson call. And of course, CeeDee Lamb always should make your player pool just because he can have that 30% target share and catch 10 balls. So I like CD, uh, Tyreek, and then the running backs from Miami. Yeah, and one of the things, because two is so expensive, I don't mind playing Tyreek in a running back and just say they're going to soak up all of the you know action there. You get two touchdowns from A-Chan or Mostert, and then you get it from Tyreek, who... 
Yards per out run against man is ridiculous. Everything about his splits is ridiculous. So uh, he just breaks everything that is possible. Um, so I think two is a player that I'm just going to be much lower on. I don't know if you need him this week because we have cheap quarterbacks we like. I can stack it up there, gain the value, and then you know siphon all the production through Tyreek and the running backs. On the Dallas side, any takes here? Because I just I'm not really interested in Pollard. Brandon Cooks is kind of hit or miss. Michael Gallup's a dart throw. It's kind of pretty clear to me. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not super into Pollard. Uh, Miami has been very good against the run recently. They are number one in success rate allowed since week 10. They are second in EPA per rush attempt defensively. And could Pollard pop off for a big play or, you know, catch a touchdown, of course. But we have a pretty decent sample size this year of him not being the most explosive or efficient runner combined with the matchup. Not super into it. So for me, it's pretty much uh, CD or or Turdford. I kind of like the over in this game. On a 50-point total. I Just know. Just you think you know a guy. Well, that's is, is that kind of my brand, though? Where, you know, it's like, hey, this guy's been yelling under, under, under for two years. And I now I just think this sets up really well. Also, this sets up really well for the Dallas pass rush. So, yes, that's the also one thing I'm call. worried about, Tua. Yeah, which is kind of why I said I like the running backs. You help yep. mitigate that a little bit. So, um, man, I I'm not going to fade our you know our, your model rather. That's just red hot right now. I will say when this opened earlier in the week when we talked Tuesday, I think it was 51 and a half. It was. So the total has come down a little bit. I'm going to follow that and say under. I'm just yeah, that's because it's me. I was betting the under at 51 and a half. Now it's the over, so I can get that 51, get that mid, hit the middle. Yes, that's just, what the sharps do. Yeah, that's that's really what I'm going for. I just, I just, I, I did all of that so I could. Moving the lines. Sorry, yeah, kids. No Christmas this year. I bet the under on a Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> what if I, what if I took it a step further? Sorry, I bet the under, but then I bet the over so we could hit the mid. <laughs> that will, this game will determine your kid's Christmas. Yeah, and, and what a bet, right? No, this has to hit 51, honey. or we're poor um next game detroit at minnesota it's an nfc north battle with a win clinches the nfc north for the lions their first division title since 1993 and on thursday's show i just want you to know on the main show i gave this stat they're like oh wow that's been a while wonder what president was around i immediately said clinton and then they just kept poking at me as if it was wrong that I didn't come up with the stat or give them the president. And it was right. So, I mean, haters, this, man, bunch of this, haters. This is my job. Okay. Just doing my job. Footclanvote.com. Vote for our podcast. Um, <laughs> not theirs. Yeah. Not theirs. Uh, so lions games, we like them because they usually hit the over They're five and one of the over the last six weeks. And if you look only at their dome games, 56 combined points. So there's a lot to like here. There's a lot to like in Nick Mullins. He was super aggressive last week. I loved seeing that. He was PFF's highest graded passer in the intermediate range, which is the Kyle stat that he brings up way too much on every single podcast. But if you're good in the intermediate range, I think you can be good elsewhere. Detroit, they give it up through the air. So yeah, I want to start on the Minnesota side because I already mentioned I like Justin Jefferson. He's popping in Marv's model. Nick Mullins is aggressive. He's cheap. You can stack him in tournaments. Ty Chandler's great. I mean, Addison showed up last week. Hawkinson, it's a revenge game. I mean, just play all the Vikings. 
play all the dudes. What could go wrong? Um, yeah, man, I like their side, obviously. I'm hesitant to go to Addison just when you see the price hike after two touchdowns. I mean, I don't really want to chase it. With Justin Jefferson in the lineup, he has seen a 13.1% target share. Without him, that has you know inflated up to almost 20%. So clearly, if Justin Jefferson is doing his thing, Addison probably isn't doing his thing. Not that it can't happen. It's just that he's a little price or cost prohibitive to me anyway in this this slate. So if I'm going to play a Mullins team, obviously you have Justin Jefferson. And then I'm interested in TJ Hawkinson. He's a direct pivot off of, and not that I will say anything negative about our, our boy Terry McBride, but he is a direct pivot off of him, especially on DraftKings for only 100 bucks more. It is a revenge game, which we know matters. Um, he has 50 plus yards in 10 straight. So you kind of have like a baked in floor if you're playing smaller field stuff where we never talk about floor in DFS, but like if you're playing in a 200 or 300 person tournament, like floor kind of matters a little bit more than ceiling sometimes, you know, you want to have both, but floor does matter a little bit. And when he played this team earlier this year, six catches, 77 yards on eight targets. So I kind of like a little double stack with Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, I, I like the passing offenses for both of these teams. I think they're just set up really well. Chandler can catch some out of the backfield. We know Gibbs can too. So it, it just, it makes a lot of sense. Both these teams are really good against the run. Minnesota, their defense, number one in EPA per rush attempt. Detroit, eighth best. So it's it sets up really well for a back and forth in the passing game. One of the things that I'm having an issue with, and it it it's really tough when you start compounding different statistics. You're like, okay, well, the environment's good. Check. Uh, these teams throw a lot. Check. And then you look at the defensive coverage as kind of like a third or fourth layer of analyzing a game, and you realize that Minnesota blitzes at the highest rate in the NFL. That's like a Brian Flores special. And they run a ton of cover too. Jared Goff has been dog doo-doo this year against that. So it does temper some of the uh, people that say, hey, look what Goff did last week. It's a dome game. He had five touchdowns. I don't love his splits, and I don't love Amon Ross splits uh, against some of these either like against the blitz he's totally fine against zone he's totally fine but if you go a layer deeper to cover two it's actually not great it's like 0.76 yards per route run against cover two so i i just i worry about detroit in this game i think it's fair and i think we have seen a little bit of movement on the line actually in favor of minnesota i think this was three and a half and it's a key number so that makes sense that it got down to three but um, I'm with you. I, I'm happy you wrote about that in pace because I wasn't even considering the fact that this could be a troublesome spot for Jared Goff on paper. Just to put numbers to it, you mentioned he ranks 34th out of 35 qualified quarterbacks uh, on com- adjusting completion rate against cover two. So like he has been not good in that uh, sort of matchup. The reason that I'm still okay with this game and kind of how you play it, it's just because, like you said, against the Blitz, Amon Ra is the dude he looks at. And I think you could see a decent amount of that. So I'm, man, I'm worried about David Montgomery in this spot. The Vikings have been great defensively against the run. He's losing work, not just in general, but like in the inside the 20, inside the 10 to Jameer Gibbs more recently. So you can't count on that. So like I'm off Montgomery. Jameson Williams is fine. Like we know the deal. Um, he, he did set career highs in snaps, routes, and targets throughout run last week. So I'll leave the light on. I w- but I w- to me, I it's wanna- Amon Ra on the Detroit side. I want to come in real strong here and say that I love Jamison Williams this week. Oh, wow. Okay, tell me. Which is not, you know, Jamison was our guy at the draft. And then when he didn't win us a lot of money, he's kind of not been our guy. But yeah, um, yeah, the participation was great last week. 
But you can even look at the snap percentage and say, hey, he didn't even play in the fourth quarter because they were blowing them out. The one area that Minnesota is giving it up a ton, because some of their season-long metrics look great, the defense has been great, is out wide wide receivers. So it, it kind of just comes down to a scheme thing. Like, can they protect? And this is a good offensive line. And I think Jameson Williams can get a deep bomb. So I just want to give people a nudge in tournaments to say, if you're going to stack this game, Jameson Williams makes a ton of sense as a pivot. Um, he's super cheap, 3700 on DraftKings, 5200 on FanDuel. He's he's just one of my favorite dart throws this week. Makes sense. Yeah, like you said, he's super cheap too. Yeah, you're so. not playing him in cash uh, or anything. Totally you're just, fine. You're shooting the moon. Yeah, where you at with Laporta? Three touchdowns last week on, I think, six catches. Yeah, it's, so, it's too expensive. Basically, it's 50-50 touchdowns. Yeah, super expensive. 6400 on DK, 7200 on FanDuel. I'm probably not going to play him this week which is scary. But yeah, to me, I think you throw a dart on, on uh, Jameson Williams. Amon Ra, of course, makes sense. We didn't really talk about Gibbs. Are you interested in Gibbs at all this week? I'm always interested in Gibbs. Um, I, I've been throwing so many stats at one of my friends this week because I have Gibbs and McCaffrey in my home league. And so I've just literally been finding every single Gibbs stat possible just to show him that I have the two best running backs in football. Um, <laughs> very selfish in, in why I'm doing this. But I think... He just makes sense. Like you get big plays um, involved in the passing game. Um, he leads the NFL. This is one of the stats in yards per carry between the twenties. He's averaging six point seven yards per carry between the twenties, which is, you know, kind of more fitting because your yards per carry is going to go down when you get inside the five, anyways. So explosive runs, big plays. Hopefully they use him more in the passing game. So yeah, I, I think Gibbs is a really good tournament play. I, I could see people playing him in cash on DraftKings. At 7000 on FanDuel, it's a little bit more expensive. But uh, yeah, I, I can't see myself playing too much Montgomery. Yeah, I don't think people are going to play him much, honestly, on DraftKings. I mean, we'll see because things change come Sunday. But like right now, I'm looking at things and you have JT, Rashad White, uh, Bijan. All those guys are going to soak up roster percentage. And they're kind of, you know, in the 6K to lower 7K range. He could fall through the cracks a little bit. And you talked about the pass catching. Minnesota has been awesome against the run. They have faced the most running back targets and allowed the most running back catches per game since week 10. So if there is one way for Gibbs to get there and not have a great day on the ground, it's through the air. And this is the matchup to do it. So to me, I am very interested in tournaments uh, for Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, my favorite way to look at this game is to go Nick Mullins double stack with Jefferson and then pick another person. You can pick Chandler. um, You can pick Hawkinson. And then on the other side, you're bringing it back with Gibbs. Um, I mean, I'm on raw. You're never going to say anything negative. And then Jamison Williams, another. So like, really, you could have four or five pieces from this game if you think this is the one that goes off. And the other game we talked about hits the under. Yeah, makes sense to me. I'm not too interested in the golf side of things, but Mullins makes sense if you want to go cheap. Yep. I will take Minnesota plus the points. That's a good line. The minus three. I will take... I'm going to take the Lions. Classic. Always always back in the Lions. They'll probably win. Uh, next game is the Arizona Cardinals at the Chicago Bears, a game we knew that we would be highlighting before the season, saying this is just the game to watch. But it is wild to see the Chicago Bears having a team implied total of 23.5. They're four-point home favorites. The over-under is fine. It's at 43. But I think what we care about more is the Chicago side. Since Justin Fields has returned from injury, 68.8 plays per game. That's third in the NFL. So the pace is up. He runs uh, over 12 rush attempts per game since then. So 
Uh, talk to me about the Chicago side. Yeah, we talked about Fields. I don't know if there's anything else really to say about him. Uh, it's awesome. The matchup, you know, we talked about just the past defense struggling. Dude, they're allowing 9.3 yards per attempt since week 10 is Arizona. So uh, someone is getting there, I feel somewhat confidently saying that, on the Chicago side. And when you consider that, like, yes, it's a good matchup for the running backs, but they have a true, you know, three-headed committee and you don't really know who it's going to be. I don't know that they're super playable. And then at the wide receiver position, it's DJ Moore and who cares? Uh, and then you have Cole Komet. So it's very clear how to play this. You either play Fields with DJ Moore or you play him with Cole Komet. Uh, DJ Moore, I mean, obviously he's the dude for Justin Fields as far as the first read and stuff like that. Um, but I know you mentioned in Pace of Play, this is a kind of a sneaky spot for Cole Komet. So tell me about uh, him as a play this week for tournaments. Football guy take of the week. Uh, Arizona runs a lot of two high safeties. It's 63% of their snaps. That's the third highest rate in the NFL. So when you have two high safeties, a lot of times... You get a lot of work underneath and in the middle of the area and in the seams. And that's where Cole Komet works uh, against that look this year. He's at 0.33 fantasy points per route run, which is basically right behind DJ Moore. So it, it, they're actually pretty comfortable when you look at this coverage. Obviously, DJ Moore, bigger plays, more explosive. But with Justin Fields, we're always just talking about single stacking, right? We're not trying to double stack because you're not you're not really looking at a 300-yard game. Like I would say that that's in the top, you know, 5% outcome in this game because you need Arizona to kind of push the pace for them to hit 300 yards. So I think if you're saying who's going to catch it, who's more likely to catch a touchdown, you'd say DJ Moore, but Cole Komet's not that far behind and he's priced at 4,400. That's so cheap. Uh, and then when you see the other Titans on the slate, like we didn't talk about him in cash. So he's going to come behind in Joku behind McBride uh, behind Ingram and roster percentage. So I think Cole Komet, Gets a bump this week. Um, he's still going to be rostered, right? Because Justin Fields is going to bring that up. But I, I just, I think he's a good play this week. Yeah, I think he makes a ton of sense. I mean, like you said, he will be played. But what is that like? Ten percent, eleven percent, twelve percent, something like that. That's manageable in the tournament, and that's totally fine. So yeah, I like that. Um, like I said, you play one of more or commit, and then the question is, do you run twelve personnel here? and bring it back with Trey McBride, or do you just skip the Arizona side and move on? Because when I was reading your <laughs> your pace of play preview, I like scrolled down and I read the Chicago side. I was like, yep, sounds good, great. And then I got to the Arizona side and I was like, wait, there's like nothing here for Arizona. And then I thought about it and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. There's nothing here for Arizona besides Trey McBride, in my opinion. You could argue for James Conner in a tournament, I guess, but Chicago has been great against the run. And James Conner hasn't really been that involved as a pass catcher. So like, you know, to me, it's kind of a, not that exciting play. And then Michael Wilson and Rondale and whatever, like I'm not going there. So is it just Trey McBride for you this week? Yeah, I, I can't see myself saying I want to play the Dorch or Rondale Moore is, doesn't exist to me in DFS. Just no thank you. Michael Wilson in really heavy zone schemes, he's kind of interesting. Um, I just, I don't love it at all. His yards per outrun against man coverage this year I, I looked this up because I was like, there's something that's wrong. His yards per out run against man coverage is 0.06. It's like, it doesn't register. So it's... That's good. Yeah. It's, so it's Trey McBride. And and James Conner is interesting if you think Arizona gets the lead. And I think it's possible. Like, you know, don't just look at this game and be like, oh, Chicago's going to run away with it. I think it's possible if they slow the game down, James Conner makes a ton of sense as a... As a large field play like I wouldn't be playing James Conner in any small field tournaments 
Uh, but yeah, it's it's just tough. You just have to guess and hope that Arizona keeps it close. And everything this year has said that they're just not a good team at all. So to me, it's a Fields single stack with Komet or DJ Moore. And if you are going to bring it back, it's Trey McBride. But I'm totally fine just saying I'm just going to skinny stack with the Bears. Yeah, and then move on. Makes sense. Yeah, Kyler, real quick. Man, 5.7 YPA over those last three. Doesn't have a single game with multiple touchdown passes this year. He's 29th in completion rate over expected since coming back into the lineup. So he really hasn't been that good as a passer. So yeah, I'm with you. It's it's pretty much T McBee or bust on the Cardinal side. Yeah, and it's not like he's like in the 5K range. 6,400 is on this slate. It's like you're going to have to pay up when you can pay down $1,000 and get Nick Mullins or you know anybody else like Joe Flacco that you know is going to get 35 plus attempts. So I just, I hate that. I hate the matchup. I mean, the Bears have been really good defense. So uh, to me, I'm just going to look at this game and I'll take the Bears and the points. I like the Bears and the points. I also like Arizona under uh, 19 and a half for their team total. Let's talk about a couple other stacks and correlation. I'll let you go first so that I can delay talking about the Falcons. Perfect. Yes. Um, I really wish Trevor Lawrence is going to play this week because I kind of like that Tampa and Jacksonville game. Obviously, with Beathard, it kind of brings things down a little bit, but I th- still think you can play some Baker stacks. Jacksonville is 29th in schedule adjusted points to quarterbacks since week 10. Usually, they are inviting you to throw as far as what teams want to do against them, and they can't rush the passer. You know, they're sixth in, sixth worst rather, in PFF pass rush grade. That bodes well for Baker in this spot. And, you know, this is a spot where I think we're going to see a ceiling game from one of the wide receivers, whether it's Mike Evans or Chris Goblin. I'm going to talk about Mike Evans in a second. I think one of these guys comes out and has a huge day in a great matchup. So give me these Baker stacks and tournaments. Yeah. And and even if you're just correlating, if you're just saying Evans and Ridley, um, Evans and Ingram, like I, I just, I think this game has a lot to offer and it's sitting in that range where the game I'm going to talk about too, 44 and a half for the Colts and Falcons, just, it might be ignored and you might see a lot of builds that don't have these guys in there. So Colts and Falcons is a dome game. Talked about this earlier in the week, but Colts games produce a ton of volume. 71% of them hit the over. Bijan is a cash play, and I get that. Do we have an update on Pity City? Yes, he was cleared for contact on Thursday in practice, so he's still in the protocol, but he is trending in the right direction. I would be surprised if he doesn't play. Obviously, he still needs to get final clearance, but right now he's trending in a good direction for this weekend. We built this city. It's good good news for this podcast which once again footclanvote.com where pity city originated this podcast um here's what i'll say about indy's defense because i think we picked on them a lot this year knowing that there's a pace up and that they run zone a ton 84 percent of the time that's second highest in the nfl behind only seattle so you're getting a lot of zone looks drake london it's been good against zone but here's a football guy take for you as well they run a ton of cover three okay so in other words three deep four underneath and when you run cover three, it opens up a lot of stuff against tight ends. They've been pretty susceptible against tight ends. And Kyle Pitts and Jonu Smith actually are tied for the team lead in receiving yards against cover three defense. So if you really want to get nasty, we've done it before with Desmond Ritter. You would have to do it with Taylor Heineke. I can see a route where a Falcons tight end, and I'm going to say that because I don't know which one it's going to be, is a valuable piece this week to get off the expensive stuff and to pay down a little bit. And if you know, if you want to bring it back with Jonathan Taylor, Pity City, I get it. 
I also get if you just don't want to hate your life. So Betsy, what, what, what are your thoughts here? Oh my gosh, dude. I wasn't even considering Kyle Pitts or Johnny Smith. <laughs> and now I hate myself. Uh, Kyle Pitts is 4K on DraftKings. Johnny Smith is 2,900. I know. How many? I got to look up the routes. Do you know what, what the routes were last week for, or the last couple weeks rather for these two guys? Because I feel like Johnny has been just kind of like mixed in a little bit and I don't want to chase that. Uh, I know that there, <laughs> who was it? Um, there was a guy named Tucker Fisk who also was running routes last week as a tight end. Of course he was. So I will check it. Um, yeah, 33% route share for Johnny last week. The week before it was 73. So who the heck knows what Arthur wants to do? So yeah, I guess you can take shots <laughs> in tournaments. Yeah, I, I mean, Pitts is the safer choice. Obviously, Johnny's had the big plays. Um, yeah, if you don't want to hate yourself, I totally get it. Let's move on to our slate breaker of the week. And it's Christmas time. I understand, you know, you know, you're getting different presents, but in my house, it's really clear what is the most important thing for my kids right now, and it's Lego. It's Lego. Our slate breaker this week is a massive sponsor considering my family has watched Lego Masters, uh, the TV show, like the entire series over the last month over and over and over again. And my kids are getting tons of Legos. Uh, do you have a favorite Lego set as a kid? Dude, I'm, this is going to be a little bit of a shock, I think, to you. I wasn't really into Legos at the time when I was a kid. Were you into like, what, crime? War? Like, what were you into? <laughs> Dude, I was just playing sports all the time, man. No, I, I, I really, my brother was the one more into Legos. I do remember that I had like an original pirate ship one that was like the OG Lego one that I built. But yeah, I kind of like slowly passed it off. Now I really enjoy it as a parent. Like I enjoy building that oh, with my course. kids. Um, and of course, you know, shout out to any listener that wants to get me, but the Home Alone Lego set is out there. I haven't forked the $300 for it though. <laughs> you know what you do, Kyle? This weekend when the... Uh, over and under both hit in the Miami game and you win the Millie with, you know, uh, a low rostered Johnny tight end Smith. from Atlanta. <laughs> Johnny Smith. There you go. You got a little extra cash. You can you can get it for yourself. That would be such a kick butt sponsor, though, to say, like, we're sponsored by Lego here. And and the home alone would just be so on brand. It would. So fishing here. Uh, Bets, give me your slate breaker. Yeah, I mentioned it with Baker. I love this spot for Mike Evans, man. It's been a couple of relatively quiet weeks. I mean, he still had the touchdown last week, but he hasn't had that, you know, 100-yard game, a touchdown, two touchdown sort of performance recently. However, the Jaguars are on the fourth highest rate of zone coverage. Evans has the the best yards route run on the team and target share against zone this year. And specifically against the Jags, what really has beat them up is perimeter wide receivers where Mike Evans is going to run a ton of his routes. This is a spot where I think we could see a huge performance from the passing side from Baker, and you were going to get massive leverage on the field for those people playing Rashad White. When you look at DraftKings pricing specifically, Rashad White, 7,400, currently seeing about 20% roster percentage. Mike Evans, 7,600. Price point pivot, he's going to be about 5 to 8% right now on early runs. Yep, I was looking at FanDuel. I'm writing up the FanDuel GPP picks this week, and he's one of my favorite tournament plays because he's just in no man's land. Like Nobody wants to pay... 8700 on FanDuel when it's like, I'm going to get up to Tyreek. I'm getting up to Jefferson or CeeDee Lamb. Uh, he's easy to pass over. So I like that call up, Mike Evans. And so I want to mention Justin Jefferson on DraftKings, 8100 I love him. 
Detroit is 26th in scheduled adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. And his last five games against Detroit, let me give you these lines bets and you tell me how you're feeling. 11 for 223. Mm. Uh, three for 14. Just ignore that. Don't even don't even think about that. Uh, the other ones, 11 for 182 and one. Seven for okay, 124. Yes. I and, like it. And nine for 133. Uh, I mean, I'm in. You sold me. Yeah, I mean, you're hitting the bonus. You're going for it. It's passing game we talked about a lot. So Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, our Slate Breakers of the Week, brought to you by Lego. What could go wrong? Prop it like it's hot. If you want to get some more props, you can get them in the DFS Pass at DFSPass.com. You can be a part of our props channel where bets gets to alert the people and let them know this is what you need to take, where you need to take it, and you can get some commentary from really good people that are also sweating uh, some stuff. I lost some money the other night in NBA props. Woke up not feeling great. Imagine that. <laughs> I just remember like, wait, I went to bed and I was like, oh, I'll wake up in the morning and get that notification that I won some money. Nope. Not today. Um, yeah, man, the props channels, it's been really fun. There's a lot of people talking strategy and just, hey, would you take this line? And some people say, you know, yes or no, and here's why. So lots of research, good stuff going on from everyone, not just from us. So I've been loving it. And speaking of love, mm. we're going to take a Jordan Love prop this week. You're a pro. I'm going to go under 33 and a half pass attempts for Jordan Love. They're facing Carolina. Carolina has faced the fewest pass attempts per game in the NFL. They invite you to run the ball. And when I look at you know, this Packers team, you think about the wide receiver room, Jaden Reed's banged up. Uh, Christian Watson's banged up. They're on to their backup tight end. Well, Aaron Jones is getting healthier. AJ Dillon might come back this week. I think they're going to run the football quite a bit this week. Love is under this line in five of seven road games. Give me under 33 and a half. I will take the great Tyler Boyd over 33 and a half receiving yards. So we're both taking 33 and a half lines. Um, Jamar Chase just declared out. And on the season, the Steelers have allowed the most slot fantasy points to the wide receiver position. He's hit this line before. And so the target share is going to open up. Your boy, Jake Browning, dude's been slinging it, completing 75% of his passes in his four starts. So you can also, I think his receptions lines at, at three and a half. Um, it's yes. also kind of interesting too, but 33 and a half receiving yards. Uh, that is the Saturday game. So if you want to sweat that out on Saturday, you can just kind of win some money for Christmas. Love it. A little Christmas cash. Yeah. Uh, if you want to play with us, go to ballersdfs.com, direct you to our DraftKings League, Fantasy Ballers DFS Borg and Bets, to win yourself a little bit of Christmas cash. That's right. We want you to be in on some of our tournaments. We might even open up one for Christmas if you're going to be a person that plays some Christmas lineups. Bets. It's also a chance. I realize this. This is really strategic. If you open up a Christmas contest, guaranteed there will be people that reserve it and then don't make their lineup because they have so many family things going on. So bets, take some money, uh, ballersdfs.com if you want to be a part of that. And we will get to see you guys next week after Christmas. Bets, sign off. Dude, that's a great idea. I will have a couple in there for us to play for the three-game slate. And then imagine not playing Showdown Monday night, Niners and Ravens. Should be fun. Uh, Merry Christmas, happy holidays to all of you. Good luck this weekend. As Kyle said, we are back next week. Enjoy your holiday. We will see you on Tuesday. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS and Betting Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at thefantasyfootballers.com.